Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. Okay, so wow. This is our 100th episode. And it's National Bourbon Day, which is basically a holiday for us bourbon folk. First, I would like to thank all of you who listened to our little show. We appreciate having some of your attention, and I hope, from the bottom of my heart, we've all had a good time drinking and exploring whiskey and everything that comes along with it. Here's to a hundred more. Cheers. I'm going to say something, and at first, it might sting a little. Okay, here it goes. Whiskey doesn't matter. And I mean that in a literal sense. The actual juice in the bottle doesn't matter. The proof, the mash bill, the brand, the barrel, the yeast strain, none of it matters. Now, if you're still here, you know that's not entirely true. But it only represents a small fraction of why any of us do this. Do what, you might ask? We hunt whiskey. We collect whiskey. We drink it. We share it. We talk about it. We love it. And what's in the bottle is kind of like love. At first, it burns with a fiery passion, and then it settles into something different. Something sacred and deep. Less fiery than before but deeper now. And it's not whiskey itself that matters. It's what whiskey does that matters. And for the most part, I'm not referring to the alcohol in the whiskey, although that does play a large part in many scenarios. Whiskey brings people together. And in community, we have purpose and camaraderie and love. I'm going to tell you a story about how whiskey changed my life. Growing up, I had the most loving mom in the world. Still do. She's one to just stop in the middle of a conversation and tell you she loves you, or just ask for a hug because she hasn't hugged you in a while. My brothers and I are truly lucky and privileged to have her. She's a hugger and a talker. When I visit home, we always find time to sneak away and go on a date at Olive Garden. We've been doing that since I was a kid. We would go to dinner and a movie. Sometimes I would even skip school and we would have our soup salad and breadsticks then catch a midday film. These are some of my favorite days. Then, of course, I started going through puberty, and my sole focus shifted to my friends and chasing girls. We butted heads during this time period, and I remember one time in particular, I got so mad that I moved out during my sophomore year, which really meant I spent the day at my friend Nate's house and came back the next morning with my tail between my legs. My mom always forgave me. She loves my brothers and I unconditionally, and we've always known it, because she constantly tells us. She cries when we get on planes to go home after a visit. It's never enough time. She calls us on our lunch breaks or on the way home from work. Recently, we've been talking every day, and she called on a Friday and announced that we talked every day this week, and she wants to keep the trend going. I'm the worst at making sure I call my mom and my friends, so this was a big deal. Anyways, that's my mom. Now on the other hand is my dad, and I know he loves all of us, 
but he's just not a verbal communicator in the way my mom is. He shows love in actions. He helps solve problems. He silently takes care of things. He'll fix your car. He showed me how to change my own oil. Looking back at my life and growing up, he was always so hard to buy presents for. He didn't have that many hobbies outside of sports, so he either got stuff from Lowe's or Home Depot, or he got stuff with like a Chicago Bears or a Chicago Cubs logo on it. He got a lot of aprons. And he always said thank you, but he wasn't like an I love you kind of dad. He would say it to my mom, of course, but something felt weird about saying it to us. And honestly, I get it. Men showing men love can be hard sometimes. And I'm also not great at it. I know how to show love to women, but dudes are different. And the father-son relationship is an interesting one. Now, I know there are a lot of dads out there who say I love you all the time, and that's cool. But that's not the case with my brothers and I and my dad. So, this is how it's been for most of my life. Always feeling loved, but that tiny corner of our relationship kind of went overlooked. Then, a few years ago, might even be five at this point, my dad got a new job that had him traveling to Kentucky quite often. And his coworker he was visiting Kentucky with had him try some neat whiskey. I'd just like to say bravo to that guy because my dad isn't one to try something new like that. He almost never drank growing up. He would have a Sailor Jerry's and Coke maybe once a month or at a holiday or something. But now he was tasting new whiskeys on these trips to Kentucky. What's going on? And then simultaneously, Ryan and I, both living in New York City, start working with food people, shooting and editing commercials. We went on this long journey of making a documentary about the food media industry and really got a taste for discovering and enjoying food to a new level. And this trickle into spirits. First, I fell in love with the old fashioned. I had Makers and Woodford and Bullet. I even started trying whiskey neat. Also, during this time, Ryan and I worked on a film in Kentucky where our host introduced us to Weller, Pappy, and Old Forrester. One of my favorite nights, I got drunk off a bottle of Weller Special Reserve with our sound guy, Alex. We were having a meeting over a glass after filming all day, and I remember he and I had to dismiss ourselves because we were cracking up the whole time and distracting everyone. Then one year for Christmas, I was visiting my parents. I went out to a liquor store with my brother, Devin. He was looking for a gift for my dad, and we knew he had this newfound love for bourbon, so Devin was going to get him a new bottle to try. My dad had maybe three to five bottles of whiskey. Three of them were probably Blanton's at the time. It was easier to find at a reasonable price back then. Anyway, I remember having a glass of Old Forester at the wrap party in Kentucky, and at the time, I didn't realize Old Forester had several different bottles, but this particular liquor store had an original batch, so I suggested that to Devin. He got it and gifted it to my dad for Christmas. My dad opened it, we tried it, everyone liked it, and we all fell a little deeper in love with bourbon. Now fast forward, my dad's collection has grown immensely. We started calling it the Bourbon Library because each bottle was like checking a new book out of a library. It had its own story and its own attention to be given. Then COVID hit. And we all know how that went. I didn't see my parents for almost three years, but during that time, to keep in touch, we decided to start a podcast with our dad. Ryan, Devin, and I would all buy the same bottle, drink it, and talk about it. Our dad would enlighten us about these bottles, and we would give our opinion. Then after like 20 minutes of that, we would just shoot the shit, you know, catch up on life stuff and check in. Before this, my dad, like me, wasn't an on-the-phone talker kind of guy. That's probably where I get it from. 
So talking to him and my brothers at the same time created an ease. Also, the shared passion of whiskey made conversation easy. And it was and still is this amazing passion we all share. We really can geek out about whiskey for hours. Then we would go on to add Timmy, which put someone in my dad's corner, and then Kyle, which put someone into Devin's. We had done over 50 episodes of the main show and recorded most weeks. And then one day, at the end of a call, all of us slightly lubricated from bourbon, we said our drink is to live and goodbye, but this time was different. We all said, love you, the best way we could. And my dad, who normally says, all right, see you, bye, which is his, I love you, instead was comfortable enough to return. All right, love you guys. And then it happened on another call and recently on another one. We don't always record until the end of the call, but I have the first one all recorded and kept safe. So I say again, whiskey doesn't matter, but what it can do does. I'm not talking about getting wasted. I'm talking about the power of whiskey to change the status quo, this shared passion that helps push people into new boundaries. The whiskey opened up our relationship with our dad, and I'm forever grateful for it. So if you ever get into an argument about the best whiskey or not being able to find a bottle of Eagle Rare or if Pappy is even worth it nowadays, try to remember that the people you are arguing with are your friends and family and that our time here on earth is limited and that you're so goddamn happy to be arguing with these people and that they're here for it and they're here for you. I look back on our previous episodes and realize how lucky I am. I have so many conversations recorded with my dad my brothers, Timmy and Kyle. We've now created this communication and love and relationship that wasn't as deep before. And we did it together. And whiskey helped. Until next time, I'm Alec Bayless. To drink is to live. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.